this guy. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. This is Dan Durbin. This is Jason J. Lewis, the voice of Superman on Justice League Action. This is Mark Wade, writer of Superman Birthright. And you're listening to The Krypton Report. The Krypton Report podcast is dedicated to all things Superman, Supergirl, and the planet Krypton. We discuss movies, TV, game, comics, and all things DC. So join me, Tyler, with my co-host James and Jania. Hello. It's time to talk about Batman and his special year. And I'm not talking about year one. No, 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 no. It's time to take a trip back another year to the zero year. So what we're going to look at is we're going to look at Scott Snyder's Batman Zero Year. Now this episode was supposed to come out a little bit ago. I was supposed to have a guest, but that didn't work out. So I'm just kind of flying solo. Uh, reason to discuss this, this is going to be our monthly book review and discussion piece for January. But, uh, you know, you wait for people and things happen. It's all good. Um, and the reason why is I th- Zero Year has a real take of being kind of this Zero Year was a year-long comic book crossover event published in June of 2013 and in July of 2014. So it really was a year's worth of comics. The series was written by Scott Snyder and James Tynan IV with art by Greg Capullo, Raphael Albuquerque, and Danny McKeith. The story intended to redefine the origin of Batman in the New 52, being that in the New 52 we jumped five years ahead when everything started. Um... <clears throat> However, it incorporated several elements from Batman Year One, such as Bruce's long absence from Gotham City and his attempt at vigilantism. The initial conceptualization of Batman's storyline was announced in November 13th's various titles and would tie directly to the Zero Year storyline. Now, I remember when this came out, it was a big deal um, because the Batman title, in a way, was moving backwards with Zero Year and... Um, this was the third, so to speak, volume of Scott Snyder's run. Snyder announced in December of 13 that, 20, that issue 28 would no longer be part of the event as he had written much material that felt too cramped and extended the issue to, at this point would not give Capullo time to properly draw the new scenes. Thus, the original story from issue 28 was moved to 29, with issue 28 becoming a preview issue to the future storyline and Batman and the weekly Batman Eternal. Issue 28 was written by Snyder and Tynan. <clears throat> the arc had three kind of subplot arcs into it. Secret City. The story begins with Gotham City being destroyed in a flood and Batman believed to be dead. The first arc of the event, titled Secret City, is set five months before the flood. It begins with Bruce Wayne's return to Gotham after being gone for so long. Um, we have the Red Hood gang he discovers and he fights with. We have um, the maternal uncle of Philip Kane, who wants to take over, who, well, but refuses to take over Wayne Enterprises. In flashbacks, Bruce's father shows him a black orb used for showing a three dimensional map from which inside a building. Edward Nigma, Philip's strategist, tries to get Philip to arrange Bruce's murder in order to gain public sympathy and avoid power struggle. After Philip refused, Edward hires the Red Hood gang to murder Bruce. In disguise, once again, Bruce rescues Oswald Cobblepot from the Red Hood 1 and takes a sample of the gang leader's blood, but fails to find who it belongs to. 
After Bruce has an argument with his butler, Alfred, the latter leaves and Bruce meets with Philip, who, against Bruce's will, debuts him to the public. After Bruce retreats from the media, he meets with Nigma. He then goes to his brownstone, where he is attacked by the Red Hood gang. The gang beats Bruce to a pulp, and the leader tells him that the Wayne's death changed him too. Bruce then retreats to Wayne Manor, where Alfred treats his injuries. Using the camera or Bruce finds the cave of bats he fell into as a child. Bruce finds his destiny as the orb falls and breaks. Interesting, right? This was a big deal when it came out, and I bought this as single issues, and I enjoyed it. And it had tie-ins, and we'll run through those. Um, And what kind of the legacy of this is. So, all right, let's go into Dark City. Dark City was the second arc. This was about Bruce's first months as Batman. Um, His partnership with Sergeant Gordon, as he um, tries to capture Red Hood 1, but the masked criminal escapes by jumping to a vat of chemicals. Hmm. Edward Nigma as the Riddler shuts off the power on Gotham, challenging Batman to turn it back on. Soon the chemical soon the police find a body with bones twisted and grown out of its skin. Batman finds out a scientist working with Lucius Fox has created a program with similar effects. Bruce goes to visit Fox, but Fox stabs Bruce with the toxin, stating that the program was also his, and that Dr. Death is coming. Bruce wakes to see Fox being attacked by Dr. Death. Bruce stops the help of Gordon Fox informs him that the substance he injected him with early, uh, him earlier was an experimental antidote for Dr. Death's bone toxin. However, the fight with Dr. Death puts Bruce in the hospital. Dum, dum, dum. The police then turn the power back on only to find out the Riddler still has the power to flood the city by blowing up the reservoir. Batman destroys the airship but fails to stop the Riddler from flooding the city. Now, if anyone has watched the trailer for The Batman, we'll see some sort of flood-looking thing in the trailer. Thus, why I think that Zero Year has an, an effect that may appear in The Batman. That's why I'm talking about it. And then Savage City, which is the third arc. And it's when um, we meet Duke Thomas. That's right. Who would later become one of We Are Robins and then The Signal. Bruce is awakening in the Duke Reservoir, having removed the bat suit before falling asleep. A young boy, whose life he had saved, informs him that the Riddler has taken control of Gotham. Alfred tells Batman to return to Wayne Manor through the secret entrance in the now-displaced crime alley. The Riddler spots Gordon and the men on the rooftop, sending drones to stop him. The Riddler destroys the building, but Batman stops him. Batman, Gordon Fox, and the soldiers plan a way to stop the Riddler. The next day, the Riddler appears on the screen again to say that he will dedicate this zero year to the people of Gotham. Batman, in a new costume, comes driving in on a motorcycle and accepts the Riddler's challenge in order to buy time so Fox can discover their location. And let's see. Gordon creates the back signal. The Riddler reveals... that to save Gotham, Batman must use his heart to turn the city's power back on. He must attach himself to an electrode. Batman successfully turns Gotham's power back on with the force of his own pulse. One month later, Gotham is back to normal while the Riddler is put in Arkham Asylum. Bruce gets a visit from Julie Madison 
an old flame, and Alfred tells him he was has two choices, lead a normal life as Bruce Wayne or protect Gotham as Batman. When Bruce chooses the latter, Alfred tells Julie that Bruce is spoken for as Batman disappears into the night. As stated, the titles is Batman 21 through 27, 29 through 33. Tie-in issues was Action 25, Batgirl 25, Batman Annual 2, Batwing 25, Batwoman 25, Birds of Prey 25, Catwoman 25, Detective 25, The Flash 25, Green Arrow 25, Green Lantern Corps 25, Nightwing 25, and Red Hood and the Outlaws 25. See a pattern? Now, in other media and parts that this story has really kind of hit it is parts of the storyline were adapted for the fifth and final season of the television series Gotham, which I feel also kind of partners with like more of a no man's land, um, more than a zero year, but it, it works in Gotham being it's a pre-Batman story. Despite official sources claiming it, as I stated, uh, you know, Matt Reeves' The Batman seems to have some zero-year implications in it. It's a great arc. I just kind of wanted to touch base on it and bring it up. We're going to have a more drawn-out discussion, but I just wanted to mention it as great reading before The Batman. So for everybody out there, pick up a comment and remember. Scott Snyder's the best. But other than that, remember... I want to invite you to check out the Krypton Report Patreon. For $1 a month, you can hear exclusive content. Uh, We have discussions on movies or other comics or stuff that's going on in pop culture. We have guest appearances, and we have plenty of fun times. We also have movie commentaries that we like to do. It's one of our favorite things to do. So check that out. It's just $1 a month. It's chump change, you know. It just helps us keep the podcast going. We're not here to make, you know, money off and get rich. We just, it's just nice to have a little help, you know, to pay the bills here. So $1 a month. Come join us on our Patreon. Krypton Report, patreon.com. And if you want to have a good time, keep listening to the Krypton Report. If you're enjoying this podcast, here's some of our favorite podcasts to check out. Digging for Kryptonite. The Aspiring Kryptonian, Superman the Animated Podcast, The Last Sons of Krypton, The Geek of Steel, The All-Star Super Fan Podcast, It All Comes Back to Superman, and Superboy Legacy, Supergirl Radio, and of course, Always Hold On to Smallville. Check all those out, enjoy those supercasts, and remember, keep listening. The Krypton Report is a Tears production. We thank you for listening and enjoying, and please support us on our Patreon account, our Tee Public store, and check out our social media. Always remember to look up in the sky.